Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Thanks for tuning into the show as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. I'm Mark Killian. I'm sitting in for Walter Storholt this week, who is out with some internet issues. You know, with the world, everybody's working from home. The one thing you don't want to have is the... uh, is the cable guys digging up stuff in the yard in the road that messes you up a little bit so he is not going to be here this week but i'm going to hang out with kevin it's been a while since i've been on the show but i'm looking forward to catching up and talking with you folks about investing finance and retirement and if you've got questions throughout the program you got something that you hear a useful nugget of information you want to learn more about or just get on the calendar for an appointment reach out to kevin at 888-885-PLAN that's 888-885-7526 kevin what's going on buddy how are you well, I'm doing pretty good, Mark. It's been a long time since we talked, you know, and I think Walter probably walked in his pool again without paying attention. Don't want to tell us, and that's why he's not here, you know. <laughs> that may be. That yeah, may be. You heard that story, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, He's a character, that's for sure. Yeah. But, you know, it, it does bring up an interesting point, though, as far as the... You know, they're doing work and things, you know, all over the place right now. And it's like everybody's working from home. You know, it's like you got to be extra cautious if you're doing road construction or, you know, whatever the case is. Because if you knock somebody's in, I guess they knocked out the whole neighborhood. So it's like, how can everybody work from home if you've knocked out? And they're talking, they've been out for like, uh, I don't know, 12 or 18 hours or something. Yeah, and it's a big fix too because I oh, remember yeah. we have new neighbors that moved in down the street. And okay. They moved in, they seen this big, big metal box sticking out of the yard, and they thought, "Well, I'll just take it down. I don't know what it's there for." Oh no! And everybody lost phone service and internet service and everything oh, else. Oh no! You know? So they took them a week to figure it out how to splice all the wires back together or oh, whatever geez, they do. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, that's yeah. detrimental right now. So Right now, especially. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, we've got a good show lined up. We're going to talk pensions, maybe some retirement mindset, some email questions, things along that nature. But I thought I'd just catch up a bit and see, uh, you know, just how you're, how you're doing in general. How's been things been in the area? I know we were briefly talking before we started, and you said, you know, a lot of businesses seem to be doing pretty good. A lot of things are, uh, a lot of shelves are empty which i guess means they're selling well i can yeah i can tell you a couple of cool stories that sure yeah cool anyway you know then linwood honda he's my um linda honda polaris day he's my neighbor and uh-huh. they're they're pretty much out of inventory because everybody seems to be you know buying um the polarises and the hondas and whatnot and I, yeah. yesterday my dad needed a dryer so we went down to local store here in bay city and they were almost completely out of dryers we had to oh, take, wow. the, take the floor model because that's what's left and then the, on the wall there they uh-huh. normally have i don't know maybe 50 to 100 tvs they had about 10 left wow and yeah. it's be, everybody seems to be out there buying everything well it's called the corona purchase have you heard that yeah have you heard that term <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like whether it's the stimulus checks whether it's the you know not spending as much money because you've been staying at home more whatever the case might be but bigger purchases have been happening and maybe a lot of it's also finding ways to, you know, I don't know, do things and, and entertain yourself. I bought a pool table, so I'm guilty of it as well, right? Same kind of thing. Uh, a lot of people, like my local pool supplier, like for actual, you know, in-ground pool, I go to get, you know, salt or whatever, and he, they're sold out. Like they're And the manufacturing is behind because of the, the lockdown for a little while. So people are bought all the pools, basically. 
So there's a weight to get a pool. <laughs> there's a weight for pretty much everything. For pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Except for collecting your money if you win the lottery. <laughs> I gotta uh, t- yeah, there you go. I got to tell you this story. I don't know if you saw this or not, but a Jamaican man recently uh, went in to collect his $95 million lottery winnings while dressed as Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw that or not, but I he didn't. said he did it because he wanted to keep his identity secret to help protect himself, his safety and his family because people get nutty when that happens. Right. Especially now, I would imagine. Well, Everybody's- yeah, there was there was an article. I don't know if you I read this lately, Mark, uh-huh. but uh, the guy that said that he won, I think it was two, three hundred million. And he wished he had never won it because he was sued relentlessly. He had, you know, countless lawsuits against him. Everybody was always looking to borrow money from oh, yeah. him. And he just recently died, and he wasn't a happy man. Oh, so, wow. You know, if you win $95 million, I don't blame you for showing up in a Darth Vader costume Ex- so nobody recognizes you. Kind of genius, know? really, you know, is. to go it in and hide your identity. I mean, I'm sure the news will figure out who he is at some point and put his name. But I think, actually, you can – I think there's a way when you elect – the payments or whatever you can keep your i think you're supposed to be able to anyway so well some states you can't like michigan i don't believe you 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 have to come forward so and that's you think about it so if your name's out there and you know there's a lot of people out there who like to take advantage of that (laughs) situation all of a sudden you have kids you never knew you had yeah yeah (laughs) right (laughs) you hurt somebody way back when or right you know 27 years ago you stepped on my foot I need yeah. compensation. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, it's one of those things that happen in the world today. I suppose everybody is, uh, is you know, looking for something. And we're going to jump in and have our conversation about what we talk about here on the show. And again, as I mentioned before, if you got questions or concerns, just reach out to Kevin. Get on his calendar, uh, 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. Or go to insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com. All right, Kevin, so pensions. Obviously, in the Michigan area, there's still some companies that still provide pensions, but when you see people, I mean, how often are you seeing that anymore? It's definitely getting less and less, right? Well, that's getting less and less, but there's the tried and true companies. You lived in Michigan, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for so a long you, time. You know, yeah, so Dow Chemical, you know, local here in Midland, General Motors, right? School Systems, Boilermakers Unions, uh, let's see, National Electrical Contractors, those are a few that come to mind Automakers. Right now. Automakers, yeah. yeah. I mean, Michigan is one of the states that still does have a lot. I talk to people, and Walter and I talk to people all across the country, and definitely there's a lot of places where they they hardly see anybody with a pension unless it's uh, state or government, right? Yeah, state or government or county. That you know, yeah. that seems to be the thing. But when you think about it, though, uh, Mark, if you if you are lucky enough to have a pension, it mm-hmm. can make a huge difference. Oh yeah. When you sit down and you plan for retirement, if you think about it just for a minute, you have regular income coming in every month that maybe your neighbor doesn't. You know, so. Right. And that and Social Security, a lot of times I think what we've seen is that people with a pension and Social Security, they're they're in really usually pretty good shape. And so maybe they aren't as diligent or they're not planning as much as those of us who don't, because that lack of a pension really does force the today's pre-retiree to really do much more planning. Well, it's on the back of their mind, isn't it? Because you, you said exactly what it is. I don't have a pension. I need to save more. Because mm-hmm. I can't count on that monthly income coming right. in. So that's the huge difference. And then on the other side, if you do have a pension, sometimes, not often, but sometimes, we'll see where the people aren't as diligent, as you said, towards saving because they know they have that coming in here. So it can be a double-edged sword in some cases. But in most cases, it's a really nice thing to have, um, and, and it'll keep you grounded as far as you know knowing your income needs. Like you say, if you have Social Security on top of that, that's a good thing. 
No, definitely. And a lot of people have different mindsets about that. So when it comes to the pension, Kevin, for those who have been offered a pension buyout or you know the monthly thing, how do you typically advise them? Is it truly a case by case? Is it something where people tend to think they want the monthly, but there's some more benefits to maybe doing the lump sum? I mean, how do you go about it? Well, if they're going to take the lump sum, you know, first of all, I'm going to look at when they come in, I'm going to say, what's the buyout and how much is the pension that they're out, the monthly benefit? And we want to see what, what payout ratio there is, you know. So, for example, here in Michigan, Hewlett-Packard is giving that option to people. And Hewlett-Packard is a little bit different. They have like an 8% payout to the ones I've seen. In other, in other words, you have to get an 8% return someplace else to match that payout. And not only that, they have COLA on top of it. So they're going to have cost of living adjustments. So they're going to they're going to increase after age sixty two. They're going to increase your pension every year by two or three percent, which is pretty oh, nice benefit. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So and for some people, you know that that works out pretty good. But if you're going to take that lump sum, I advise you 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 need to put that money to work. That lump sum, if you take it, it's going to have to last your and your spouse's lifetime. So mm-hmm. how do you do it? You mm-hmm. need to look at investments that is going to fill what I call your shortfall. We talk about that every weekend here. The additional money you need every month up and above your fixed income. So if you need additional money up and above your Social Security, my opinion is you need to be looking at investments that are going to provide the income that you need. If you don't know how to begin, the first step is obvious. You know, Sit down and have a comprehensive income plan put together just for you. I'm not talking about the cookie cutter plans that you can go online and get, right? Because we all all see those. And the reason is simple. We're all different. In that income plan, you're going to need to see what your shortfall is. And the next step is very, very critical. You need to fully understand how that investment you're looking at is going to produce the income you need to get you to and through retirement. The investment has to provide income through all types of investment environments. Think about it. Let's look back 20 years, Mark. Okay. We've had several disasters. We had the banking crisis. We had the dot-con yep. crash. And yep. now we have the pandemic. Right. So if you're getting close to retirement or you're getting into retirement in the next <laughs> like, 20 years. What's next, right? What's next, mm-hmm. right? So preparation is going to be your friend. And the key here is you need investments that produce income through all those types of environments Yeah, because income is king when you're retired. You're no longer working. You're going to need that income. No, definitely is the case. And you know, and you mentioned something I was going to ask you about actually with the COLA. Often pensions do not have COLAs. A lot of times, whatever it is, if you're doing the monthly thing, it's a set and free. So that's pretty cool that that one you were talking about. But if you think about a lot of different products, you know, some you know, basically an annuity is a pension. It's it's a style of pension, if you will. A lot of people yeah. say Social Security is as well, right? However you want to look at it. Now, Social Security does do COLAs from time to time. But whether you have a pension, an actual pension, or whatever stream of income that behaves, you do need to plan for. Or inflation because again a lot of times those do not have coals they're not going to go up each year no and that's where planning is crucial when i sit down and you know we talk about inflation in our planning um you know we're going to add that to your income every year because why i'd rather have enough income right. versus not enough and inflation and taxes you know both are probably going to be heading up you know in the near future because somebody's going to have to pay this bill coming due well you do so let me give you an example <laughs> okay. here mark uh, yeah so if you're 60 years old mm-hmm. And let's say you're, you're retired and you're 60 years old and you need $50,000 today. Right. To do whatever your goals and dreams have been. Sure. And if we adjust that 50000 for inflation by 3% per year just to keep up with the cost of everything, when you're 75 years old, how much income is that do you think you need just to keep up with the $50,000? Uh, probably close, probably half, probably double. 
Yeah, 77,000. Yeah. You're right. So if that's over a 50% increase, right? Yeah. So just in 15 years at a 3% inflation, you need to keep up with that. This is relentless. Right. And I think this is where most planning falls short. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot have inflation in, in that planning. It's critical in your process. It's always knocking on your door. Well, you know, inflation, taxes, you know, these types of things, there's there's the longevity aspect, Kevin, which we call uh, a, a risk multiplier, right, if you will, yep. because the longer, even adding five years, every five years you add to however much, you know, however long you live in retirement, that exponentially increases the, the risk of, you know, inflation and, and, you know, tax rates and so on and so forth. So you have to have that built into your plan to accommodate for it. And it doesn't have to be super scary if you plan ahead, but you, that's the key, right? You do. You have to plan. And that's the key. We talk about this each and every week. You know, you need to sit down and you need to take control of your future because this is your retirement. This isn't, you know, anybody's but your retirement. So you're responsible for this. So don't sit. Don't procrastinate. Sit down and put all the things we talk in week in and week out into your planning process to make sure you can make it to and through retirement. It's not that difficult. The hardest part about this process is somebody starting. You know, yeah. that's the first step. It always is. How many how many times, Mark, have you talked about this with other advisors and other people that you're talking about? Just taking the first step is usually the hardest part. Picking up the phone is usually the hardest part. Well, we're going to make it easy for you because it's called the Simplicity Process. So reach out to Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN to get on the calendar for a complimentary review with Kevin. In the He's serving the Tri-City area here. So just reach out to him. Let him know you want to chat, and they'll get you scheduled for a time that works well for you. That's all you got to do is leave your name and contact information, 888-885-PLAN. We'll be right back with more here on Simply Financial. We believe it only takes three steps to build your financial future. And that's it. You shouldn't waste your time getting bogged down by complicated numbers and confusing financial products. Why worry with the minutia? Three steps is all it takes. Step one, you talk. Step two, we act. And step three, here comes the fun part. You relax. Come in for a visit with our team. We'll listen as you explain your needs, dreams, and desires. We'll then craft and implement a financial plan to achieve your goals. And don't worry. As life happens, we'll adjust your plan. All you have to do is take it easy. Don't make retirement harder than it should be. Schedule your visit with our team. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. We're only a phone call away. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's getting to know you time here on the program. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. We step away from the financial chatter for a couple of moments and just ask some questions and get to know Kevin a little bit better. So when you pop in and visit with him, you feel like you know the guy already. So a fun one this week here on the, especially given the time we're in, Kevin, uh, it says, if you could live during any other period of history, when might that be? Oh, geez, that's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> One with not a pandemic in it. How about yeah, that? Yeah, I'm thinking, <laughs> like, you know, that would be good, right? So I'm thinking the 50s because it seemed to be a really good time. You know, when you watch, you look back at history, you know, car makers are booming. You know, the economy is booming. Expressway system was going in. 
you know, everybody seemed to get along even on both sides of the aisle, mm, um, okay. those types of things. And it just looked like a fun era to, to grow up in. Of course, listening to my dad all those years, you know, when he got a hamburger for 50 cents and a fry for 10 cents <laughs> and a Coke for a nickel, you know, all sounds all sounds like a good place to be. Other than that, you know, I'm, I, I love the West, so maybe the 1800s, but I'd have to go back to the 50s. How about you? You know that's a tough one, right? Because we, we, it's easy to look back on these times and not be through them, you know, with a bit of nostalgia. You know, like you were just right. saying about the fifties, we were kind of in the post World War II kind of bubble of everybody getting along better, right? To your point, because everybody just came off that terrible war and so on and so forth. And I typically, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I would say nine times out of ten, I'd probably go, oh yeah, being the old west would be great, you know, roping and riding and you know, and you got your six guns. But you know, probably realistically, it probably was not that fun because I would certainly be missing my ace. I know that. <laughs> well, I, I want all the amenities too. That's what <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. That, that's know? the tough part, right? I want yeah. the running water, you know, and all that exactly. Good stuff. You know, I would because uh, you know it's some heavy wool and cotton clothes, man, and and uh, down here in North Carolina, it's hot. <laughs> it gets really hot. So riding a horse and uh, wearing some really heavy clothes in the 1800s might have been a little uh, a, little a little uncomfortable. Much. A little uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, and it was, I was having this conversation with somebody not too long ago, and the funny, the, one of the, the most random things hit me. I was, you know, during that when you get the the pollen season, right, and you're just you're just sneezing your head off, and it's like you know they didn't have any really treatment for that back then, right? You couldn't take a Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Afrin, no Benadryl, right. none of that stuff. And yeah. it's the most simple thing you think about. And you think, man, because I, I spent three or four days this year with when the pollen was really bad here. Just, I mean, just sneezing like crazy. And your eyes are watering constantly. And there's no relief for that in 2020, basically. Even when a Benadryl doesn't make a real dent. How bad would it have been in 1820, right? I, I can't imagine. It, it's almost debilitating. But you got to yes. stay about your wits, right? Because it's, yep. tougher, it's tougher life. So, I don't know. That's my thought anyway. <laughs> Good stuff. So, 50s or the 1800s. I, I, I could roll with the 50s as well. I think the 50s. Now I'm thinking about it. I think the 50s, yeah. You know, get some, get some cars with some big fins. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the hairdo. Get a pompadour. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. See Kevin at a pompadour? Yeah. No, not really. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> Want to no. slick it back and and uh, use the grease in your hair, right? My dad, my dad still has it. So, oh, okay. If you're right. listening out there, look for him. There he you doesn't go. have the big pompadour. No, not the big one anymore. There you go. All right, folks. So we'll jump back into some financial talk after this. What uh, other period of history might you want to live in? Ask yourself that question and stick around. There is more to come on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray right after this. After a while, all that financial noise seems to run together. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the, anyone, anyone? It's time for a fresh perspective. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Back here for more of Simply Financial with Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you in the Tri-City area from his office in Pinconning as well as Saginaw. You can reach out to him, get on the calendar at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 for a complimentary review of your financial situation. Again, 888-885-7526. All right, Kevin, so I mentioned earlier we are going to talk mindsets a little bit. Different people, obviously, we can just look around the country right now to see people with different mindsets when it comes to... The local to, news, yeah. Right, when it comes to views on virtually anything right now, um, you know, masks or, you know, candidates or, you know, virus or, 
economy or whatever. Like no one has a shortage of opinions and mindsets, it seems. Uh, but we're going to keep ours focused on the retirement aspect of the economy and, and how things are going to go for uh, our listening audience. So let's talk about some different conversations that you've probably had or might have with people expressing some of these kinds of mindsets. I'm going to use my brother a little bit on an example. I've done this before when I've guested on your show. Uh, he just turned 62 this uh, about a month ago, actually. And he's been working from home like a lot of people, right? And uh, unfortunately, due to some other people on on the you know the teams, you know, uh, working is hard from home. They're now telling them they have to go back to the office. They're going to have to start going back to the office, no. and they're going to have to mask up and all that kind of stuff. And so he's like, "Man, I'm really hating this. I'm after a long time of working from home. Now that I'm 62." I just think I'd want to. I just I'd like to pull the trigger and just retire now, but I can't. And I said, "Well, how do you know you can't?" You know, and he's like, "Well, I need to find out." I said, "Exactly." So somebody might have that mindset that they hate their job and they just want to retire tomorrow. What well, do you do when you talk to those guys? Well, uh, <laughs> it's funny because you would think most people would say that, right? But I, don't, I hear that from time to time. It's not the overwhelming. It really um, isn't. No. Yeah, yeah. Because most people really enjoy the work they're doing. But if you're stuck in that job you hate, and you want to know how soon you, you retire. Well, if this is you, how do you know when you can retire? You yeah, you know. just can't guess, right? No, you can't. <laughs> Walk and out that's, the door. And some people do, unfortunately. All right. I'm 62. I can turn it on. I turn Social Security on. I'm bouncing, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to take my savings and do whatever with yeah. it. Um, but you know what I'm going to say. It's, it starts <laughs> with this, right? Sit down with an advisor and start the income planning process. Now, keep this in mind. This is going to be different from what you've been planning for all these years up until this point you've been planning for accumulation you've been getting ready to retire now it's time to focus on retirement and you need to change that focus to income planning you retire so does your paycheck and that's where i think a lot of people have some disconnect if you haven't sat down and mapped out the next 20 or 30 years in all likelihood one of two things is going to happen to you number one either you have to go back to work and then you're going to be put back in that same position. Or number two, you have to put your money to work. Putting your money to work is a total different animal here. It takes a whole different type of planning. So how do you take what you've saved your entire lifetime and turn that amount into an income that'll get you and your spouse through retirement? And when you both walk out on life, how do you leave what's left to your family in the most tax advantage way possible? And the answer is sit down and plan. I mean, it's no secret, but for most people, the difficult step is to sit down and start that process because sometimes they're afraid of what they're going to hear. Sometimes, you know, they don't want to gather all the information. But when you start that process, most of the time I can tell you from personal experiences, you're further ahead than you thought you were. You're closer than what you thought you it were. It seems to be the case, doesn't it? It seems yeah. like, I don't know, let's say seven times out of ten maybe, you know, somebody comes in and they wind up finding out that they're not in bad, as bad a shape as they thought. I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's like being afraid you're going to the dentist and they're going to tell you you have to pull a tooth and they really don't have to do that or what. But That's people, a good analogy because I think that happens probably three out of ten times. You know, seven out of ten yeah. times, you, right on the, on the nose, you're better off than what you originally yeah. thought. I hear that over and over and over. Yeah, and it's you know, and it's and I I get the mindset of saying, well, if I find out I got to work longer and I hate my job, it's going to really suck. But guess what? You found out, yeah. and now you know what you need to adjust so that you don't have to work even longer. You can work a little, maybe maybe it's only two years you've got to do, and if you didn't find out, you might put another four or five in, and then you're thinking, man, right? Because so, you're going to be in the same situation, be in the if, same you, situation. if you don't find out. You're right. always going to be in that position. Get yourself out of that position. Take control 
Right. Exactly. You know, it was the old saying, you know, the doctor hurts when my, you know, I move my arm like this and the doctor says, well, don't move it like that. Yeah. Well, might, you might want to find out why it hurts when you move it like that. So yeah, let's look at the underlying condition and it, fix it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm going to hop around on this mindset list just a little bit, Kevin, but I know okay. you'll follow along with me just fine. This is a pet peeve of mine, the dollar amount. Like the, those folks that have the mindset, well, you know, they come in, they say, I, I want to retire soon or I want to retire whenever I can, but I know I got to get a million dollars and I'm a long way from a million dollars or whatever. And it's like that number that, and maybe it's because a million sounds cool. Maybe because people think, Hey, it means I'm a millionaire. Maybe it's because of those commercials that ran forever in a day, whatever the case is, but people get fixated. And I guess my, I guess my worry with this is if you fixate on a million bucks, what happens if you don't find out what you need and you actually need 2 million you know, and then when you go to do that and you learn it, now you're really like feeling deflated and like you're just never going to get there, or you only need like five hundred thousand, whatever the case might be. How do you know that a million, this arbitrary number, is right for you? Well, Mark, Wall Street has done a really good job at training. It's just like great you said, those job. M- million, you know, those million commercials saying you need a million dollars, right? Right. Well, that'd be nice, but is it realistic? You just asked the question. Maybe you need two million. Maybe right. you need a half a million, <laughs> right? right? So think about that. That's saying everybody needs a million dollars. That's like saying everybody's the same. Exactly. Everybody has the same income. Everybody has the same goals. Yep. You know, everybody. How you live, Kevin's not how I live. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I don't go hunting and fishing like you do. So, you know, and and you might not do some of the things that I do. So, you know, our lifestyles are going to alter and change what we need and our locations and all those kinds of things. It, It does. And if, you know, if, as far as this million dollar goes, if you have a pension, that's going to be a, make a huge difference, isn't it? So if you right. have like a two or $3,000 a month pension, that means you'd have to have a couple hundred, maybe three, four $400,000 set aside to pr- provide that pension. Right, right. Every, everybody's different. And most of the time, Mark, you, you hit it right on the head. When people come in and they sit down, they find out, geez, I don't need that million dollars. Maybe what I have is more than enough. Well, because it's not about what you save, like trying to save to the million. It's a, you just mentioned the pensions. It's about your monthly income. Yes, and monthly income is going to be king when you when you're retired. Yeah, exactly. And, and everybody knows that. So if you're sitting at home and you're thinking, "I don't have that million, I can't retire," ask yourself this question: How do you know? Right. And if you don't know, then it's time to sit down and find out. Get those answers. You know, don't sit around and wait and procrastinate for you know for that million dollars to appear. And maybe you don't need to maybe, maybe, maybe you don't get there. You know, maybe you don't get there. Yes. Well, you know, because a lot of people will do the four percent rule, right? Just kind of the average little thing that people would use forever in a day. So if you've got a million bucks and you take four percent out annually, that's forty thousand dollars, right? Yep. So in theory, yes, you can do the math and say that should last you. Well, okay, if you know how long you're going to live first, because <laughs> well, what, what if you live a really long time? And secondly, but what if that million dollars takes, you know, like we have a March or April, right? Where we have a really big downturn and we lose 25 or 30%. Now that million bucks is 750,000. 4% off 750 is less. Well, that's exactly what we talk about, Mark. You're reading my mind. Because if we <laughs> if we go back to 2001, 2, and 3, what was the S&P down? 2001, 2, 3. I don't remember what it was yeah. down, but it was down a pretty good chunk. It was over 40%. Yeah. And 8 was almost 50, right? Yeah. Yeah. So think about it. Three years in a row, the market's down. And you need that $40,000. And now you started with a million, now you're down to 450, and you keep pulling that 40000 out. What's the chances you can recoup? Right. 
And why is that? Because you have to sell shares of principal mm-hmm. in that particular situation to get that. So that's the that's the the key we talk about every week. You need investments that's going to produce the income, whether it be annuities, dividends, or CDs, rental income, whatever it is, right. through thick and thin. That will get you to and through retirement. You don't want to be stuck in a, in a spot where you retire and the market takes a major hit and it doesn't recoup for a while and you end up selling principles or shares or something and you can't get back to even because it, it just doesn't happen in a major downturn. Yep. Very true. Very true. So there's some mindsets to think about, folks. Are you are you in that kind of, I hate my job and I want to get out of here as soon as possible? Are you in that, I want to retire when I can, but I've got to get to this arbitrary number and you don't really know? Or, and we'll do the positive side. We'll go to the opposite way since we did the hate, hate our job. We'll go to the, actually, I love what I do and I just don't want to ever retire for several reasons. Maybe I'd be bored. I mean, we hear that quite often. I just don't want to get bored or I want to stay active or whatever the case is. And that's a great place to be. It doesn't necessarily mean that you couldn't retire. It just means you retire to something else. Maybe something you might want to do, you know, even more than what you're currently doing. Maybe you always, that, that hobby you always wanted to do or something like that. Well, this is happening more and more than when I'm, you know, I've been doing this almost 30 years when people come in more and more than you would think. I can tell you a lot of people that I know now, current clients are working in their 70s and even their 80s. Linda and Lou, if you're listening out there, they're in their <laughs> 80s and they're working because but, but they, they want to, right? They want to. Yeah. They enjoy it. They really enjoy it, you know. And that's and, that's the great part. If you're doing it because you want to, fantastic. Yeah. Well, the bad part is what? The doing it because you don't want to. Right, right? if you had to, right, yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, but if you're finding meaning and purpose in your life and you're and it's keeping you going, why not? You know, I don't think I'll retire. I think I'll still keep my toe in the water here because I enjoy what I'm doing. Might reduce the days you come in the office, right? Yeah, Maybe instead yeah. of five days a week, you go to four or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Or, or I'm going to bring somebody in that, you know, to um, take care of some of the day-to-day issues. And, right. But I'm one of those people that I would get bored. I can't, I can't sit around. I just can't do it. Yeah. So, you know, if that's you, but if that's not you, and you want to retire, well, it's the, the opposite applies here. You have to sit down. You have to start doing the planning. You have to find out, quit procrastinating, yep. and put yourself in the position to where you can retire. I think for all three of these mindsets, Kevin, it still does come back to the same thing. If you have the knowledge, if you have the info at your disposal, it makes it much easier to make that determination for yourself. You find out you, you have the money to retire and you hate your job, boom, you can do it. You find out you have the money to retire, but you don't want to, then keep working, right? But now you have that peace of mind to know, yep, I'm still covered regardless. Or you find out that you've you know, you've got to get some work done, whatever the case is. You've got a few more things to do, a few more items to check off before you can have that peace of mind. Either way, mindset is key. So folks, get your mind, get it right in the right position when it comes to retirement and reach out to Kevin and have a complimentary review of your financial situation and see where you stand. See how it affects your mindset or put your mind at ease a little bit by by finding out some of this information. Whether you got to work or not work, it's better to know that information. So reach out to him. It's complimentary here on the show, 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 to talk to Kevin Ray. So just call that number, get yourself on the calendar, and they'll get you scheduled for a time that works well for you to sit down with Kevin and talk with him about your financial situation. So stick around, folks. This is Simply Financial. We'll be right back. Planning for retirement shouldn't feel like rocket science. According to the equation, S equals one half AT squared. 
but it's easy to get lost in the financial jargon. Keep listening to clear up the confusion. Well, we're cruising down the home stretch this week here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. I've been your guest host this week, Mark Killians. We appreciate your time as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with Kevin. He's your financial coach here in the Tri-City area. And you can get yourself onto his calendar by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 for a complimentary review of your situation. Simply call that number and leave your contact information, name and phone number. And Kevin and his staff will get back with you and schedule a time that works well for you to come in and have that conversation. All right, Kevin, we're going to change it up a little bit here. I've got... This has actually happened in the last week. So as we've shared before, we talked to you know different advisors all across the country. And these are some questions that have actually been posed to folks just over the last week. And so we're kind of just saying, look, take a breath, calm down, because maybe it's too much, you know, too many months of quarantine. Maybe it's too much cable news, as you and I mentioned earlier, too much social media, whatever the case is. But obviously, everybody's anxiety is way off the charts. And so here's some statements from folks. I'd just be curious to get your take on that, that we've seen again across the country. People saying things like, you know, we just think there's going to be another a Great Depression, you know, coming soon. At some point, we're probably going to get hit with a backlash on this. And we don't want to have money in the bank because we're worried about what would happen to it. So maybe we should just keep our cash like in a home safe. I mean, this is like Depression era talk, you know. Well, it is. Are you hearing it out there, Mark? A little here and there, not too, too much. But when you see things like coin shortages at stores and stores saying, oh, you know, you have to only pay with a credit card because we're not taking any actual dot, that kind of gets people, you know, talking and weirded out a little bit. Well, it does. And there's a lot of white noise going on out there. And then, like Mark said, if you listen to all the cable news and that's the worst, uh, you know. My my suggestion is if you if you think this is going to happen, turn off some turn of that it off noise. A bit, yeah, yeah, and you know, but if you think about it, the banks during the Great Depression they didn't have FDIC. Right now we do have FDIC. A lot so. of things have changed in in that time a frame. Lot. Yeah. yeah, there was something called the Glass Steagall Act back then that they passed. So you know we don't go back in there, but unfortunately they repealed it in the early two thousands. You know mm-hmm. what happened in 08. Yep. But we have FDIC, you know, up to $250,000 per bank account. And if you take your money and you put it at a home, how safe is it there? I mean, with all the craziness going on and those types of things, if anybody were to get wind of that, right? I think, you know, take a deep breath, like you said. Let's turn off some of the white noise out there. And, you know, because it's high anxiety, just like you said, Mark. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, you know, we see all the stuff about how everybody can't, you know, we see if you look at the news, everyone hates everyone. Right. Constantly. Yes, yes. Yet if you walk around and talk to your neighbors, I, I don't find that to be the case where I'm at. You know, I talk to neighbors of all different ages and colors and and no one seems to be, you know, uh, just, you know, chewing at the bit to lash out at someone else. So, you know, you got to sometimes you got to calm down a little bit and, and turn off the noise. Well, if you're constantly listening to all that white noise, it's like a virus. It'll slowly infect you. And it makes it, you irritable, right? Yes, and then yeah. now you take it out on somebody else because you're super irritable because you think everybody else is irritable. Irritable. Yep. So yeah, it's definitely yep. scary to do. And and so when it comes to the you know put all your money in a safe, <laughs> you know definitely have a conversation with an advisor. Talk with your advisor if you don't have one. Talk to Kevin uh, before you do stuff like that. There's so many different things out there that, to try to help alleviate some of those concerns. And like I said, I'll hop around a little bit. Gold is another one that we've seen a lot. People are just saying, you know what? I should just take half my money and, and put it in gold. You know, and it's like, what? <laughs> what are you going to well, do with that? 
a lot of questions lately. I want to take, you know, a lot of money and invest in gold. My suggestion there is no more than five, 10% Thank at the Thank you. Yes. Do you know the old saying about gold, Mark? What's that? If you bought an ounce of gold 150 years ago, it'd buy you a nice suit. You know what an ounce of gold today will buy you? A nice suit. A nice suit. Yeah. Right? It keeps up with what the cost of inflation. Right. But gold bounces around just like everything else it does. does. You know, it was a, a low of 400 not that long ago, and it's been up to 18, 1900, and it's pretty high now. So if you're thinking about putting money into gold, what's the old uh, investment saying, Mark? When, uh, you, when you want to invest. Oh, just just buy low. Buy low is so high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So gold's pretty high right now. So five, ten percent. You know, you don't want to risk putting half your money into gold. What happens if it goes the other way? And half is crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, half of anything to me is is not is definitely not like you said five or ten percent. Sure, and that also begs the question, Kevin. What are you talking about when you're talking about buying gold? You're talking about actually holding actual gold, or are you just talking about an investment that you know buys gold because? That's another whole conversation in and of itself. You're talking about trying to get actual gold in your hand, and if so, what are you going to do with it? Well, that's you can't thing. go to the store yeah. and buy bread with it because if you if you call any of those major exchanges, they're going to send you physical gold, and they want what for it? Cash? Yeah, cash. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then like you said, so the worst thing happens: the banks fail or whatever. You're thinking along that. So are you going to take, like the old days, you're going to take a pair of tin snips or something, and cut off a chunk of gold? Shave a little bit off. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So gold is a good hedge against sure. inflation, but no more than 5 or 10%. Exactly. So. Like anything in your portfolio, have you know have some different asset classes. Yeah, and again, work with your advisor, right? Work with yeah. your advisor to make sure that you're in the right asset classes for you, but then also properly allocated and weighted in those asset classes. One more, and then we'll wrap it up this week, Kevin. And that's the Social Security conversation. I mentioned my brother earlier as we were talking and he was frustrated about having to go back to the actual office and work, you know, he's 62, just turned 62. He's like, well, he's one of those, he's like, I guess I could just go turn it on. Cause I'm now old enough. He's been planning to wait till he was 65, but he's like, well, I guess he's not one of the ones that are in the camp of it's going to be gone. So I should do it. But there's that as well. There's those folks that say it's going to be gone. So I need to turn it on as soon as possible. Or there's those folks that say, well, I guess I'm just eligible. So I just might as well rather than having a plan to tell them when's the best time to do it. Well, that's the key plan, right? So in your brother's case, let's take him for example. If he's 62 and he's still working and he starts drawing with Social Security and he makes more than about 19,000. I told him that. For every $2 over, they're going to take a dollar away. So if he's making over 28, 26, 28,000 in that neighborhood, Mm -hmm. he doesn't get any Social Security. So you don't want to do it at that age if if you're going to be working. And the ideas that may not be there, that's been going on. And that's that's the golden cow, isn't it, for yeah, the politicians? it is. I think what they're going to do now, I don't have any crystal ball, but I think what they're going to do is make the, you know, the kids coming up, they're going to have to, instead of drawing their Social Security at 62, now it's going to be later on in life. Yeah. You know, we have, we they're, they're going to be addressing that hopefully shortly. But we do know if There's, you get your Social Security statement, yeah. it says the year 2032. There's so many easy ways to do that, but they just kick, they keep kicking that can. Kick, kicking the can. Yeah, you know, just say everybody who's 40 and under, everybody 40 and above is grandfathered in. Everybody, or yeah. even 50 and above. But if 40 and below, you know, instead of 62 at the earliest, now it's going to be 67 at the earliest, right? Yeah. I, I've seen statistics and numbers that say that'll fund it for another 150 years. Right. You know. and, the, and the problem is when they first started out with Social Security, <laughs> you had to be 65 to, to in order to claim it. And the life ex, average life expectancy was 65. Like, like 63. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you had 43 or 42 workers for putting into the system for right. everyone taking out. Now it's two to one. 
I mean, so I get the I get that feeling of like it won't be there, but again, I mean, just I can't you know think about how things go with politicians. Who's yeah. going to be the politician that really is going to stand up and say, "Yes, I've I've ended Social Security." It's not going to happen, right? I don't think I don't think so. Yeah, and then so. you know, on the Social Security statement, if you were to get it, it says in year twenty thirty two, there's enough to pay seventy percent of the benefits based on current you know, um, right. rates and those types of things. But I, I'm like you, Mark. I'm in that same camp. I think that's the politician's uh, kryptonite. I don't think they're going to go down that road. I think they're going to have to have some sort of fix for it, and uh, we're going to go forward. I, I agree with you. And so if you find yourself in one of these things where you're really just worked up about it, first thing is take a deep breath, calm down a little bit, and then talk with your advisor or talk to an advisor about your retirement situation so you can see before you take action, you know, just don't go doing things willy because that's how we always get ourselves into trouble. Take the right proper action once you know it's the right step for you to do. And you can do it easy and complimentary by simply finding out how your situation is set up by doing the plan with Kevin Ray. Just reach out to him, 888-885-PLAN. We put it right there in the phone number, 888-885-7526 for your complimentary financial review of your situation. No cost or obligation. And Kevin, thanks for having me on the show this week on Simply Financial. I enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, good catching up with you again, Mark. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, folks. Stay safe, stay sane, and we will talk to you again soon here on Simply Financial. Until next time, I'm for Kevin Ray. I'm Mark Killian. We'll see you later. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.